The Boilermakers have lost two of their last three, including Sunday at Northwestern, and turnovers have turned into a glaring weakness. Let's evaluate Purdue with a gigantic game coming up Thursday on Gold and Black Radio. Kyle Charters here with Mike Carmen. Before Carm, first this. Dissolve your limitations and experience a deeper connection with your mind and body through a series of wellness workshops. Join Sand Valley for curated weekends that provide an opportunity to detach yourself and develop new tools that will change your life. Sign up today to discover new ways to speak to your body. To reserve your stay, call 844-277-0191 or visit sandvalleypursuits.com front slash events. On the far end of Main Street in downtown Lafayette, you'll find East End Grill, Industrial and classic, the restaurant is built like a steakhouse but handles like a bistro. Easton Grill's menu includes creative starters, simple chopped salads, burgers, fresh fish, and steaks, and the signature shrimp and grits. The staff prepares every item from scratch and emphasizes simple meals that incorporate fresh, local, and seasonal ingredients. A warm and inviting dining room features a cozy bar that includes a great selection of craft beer, inspired cocktails, and a robust and expanding wine list. Whatever your entertainment needs are, a cocktail at the bar, dinner with family, or a special event in the private dining room, the energized and attentive staff is here for you. Eastern Grill in downtown Lafayette, welcome to our table. When it comes to land sales, it pays to have experts in your corner. AcrePro Midwest Farm Group is your local farmland specialist. With decades of experience in Indiana agriculture, no one knows the market better. Whether you're doing a 1031 exchange or simply buying and selling farmland, your local AcrePro agent will walk the land with you and ensure the deal is done right. Visit AcrePro.com or call 765-587-3185 to talk to your local land expert today. Again, 765-587-3185. All right, Carm, the Boilermakers uh, fall on Sunday at Northwestern. Purdue squanders an eight-point lead with under four minutes to go. And unfortunately for Purdue, it seems like the storyline stays the same as it has in the last three games, albeit one of those against Iowa at home in Mackey Arena last week, a victory. But the turnovers are adding up. 49 now in the last three games. You were up there in Evanston. That was the story. Yes. I mean, it, and it's been the story, as you mentioned, the last three games. They, they were able to get a win out of that because they had a 21-point lead. Uh, so they had a bit of a cushion. Um, you know, it's the turnovers, but it's also what the teams are doing with those turnovers. They're giving up just gobs of points off turnovers. Uh, live ball turnovers are ending up with layups um, or three-pointers or, or, or whatever. They're just they're killer. I think they gave up 22 points just, uh, uh, Sunday off turnovers. Um, a lot of those came in the last three minutes of the game. Uh, it, it's something they need to get a handle on. And it's it's weird because the turnovers are coming like in one half. Yeah. Indiana get 11 in the first half. Iowa, you get 12 in the second half. And then 13 in the second half Sunday. It's not like they're spread out through the game. You know, pretty had three turnovers in the first half um, Sunday at Northwestern. And they went a long time that started the game without having one. And you thought, well, are they going to have less than 10 turnovers today? Yeah. Well, they did up to a point. <laughs> <laughs> so they've got to get a handle on this. And it's, you know, it's, you know, maybe against Iowa was the, the press that maybe for, or caused a lot of that. Yesterday was just, I just, there was just not a lot of being strong with the ball. Um, uh, it was a combination of things and you have offensive fouls in there and stuff like that. But 
uh, it's clearly a concern and it's something now that just will not go away from how people view Purdue. Yeah. You know, this is something that the out, outside world of college basketball and in some degree, the inside world at Purdue is going to latch onto. And until they can go through a period of games without um, these turnovers, this is going to be the thing that will, will be the cloud over their team until they can, until they can figure out or overcome, overcome that. And they came from just about everywhere. It's not as if you can pinpoint one specific thing. It's not as if Purdue struggled specifically with entry passes or struggled to get the ball, you know, up the court, though they did have yet another 10-second violation. You know, Zach Eady had turnovers trying to get the ball back out of the post. It, it was a little bit of everything. Yeah, it was. Uh, and usually that's how that happens. And, you know, I thought Northwestern was much quicker in the double teams and maybe some other opponents uh, have been against Purdue. I mean, they, you know, they were moving towards Zach Eady before the ball got to Zach Eady. Yeah. And, and whether that disrupted him, whether that forced him into uh, making bad passes, uh, only only Zach can answer that. But they were they were quicker, and you know, there there's physical play down there, and that that causes some of those problems. But you know, Purdue now has to counter and react to that better because this is what this is what it's seen. This is what it's going to continue to see. And with the game Thursday at Maryland, you, you know, you got to remember back when the, the game was at Mackey arena, you know, Purdue had a big lead and then Maryland kind of turned them over in the second half and it became a, a one possession game at the end. So, you know, Purdue's going to have to figure out a way to, limit these turnovers and limit the damage, but also figure out a way to hit a shot. Yeah. Um, that, that's part of it. And they did, while they out-rebounded Northwestern, they didn't dominate the boards like they, like I thought they would. And so you, you've got other factors, you know, against Iowa, they were able to overcome the turnovers because they shot the ball well and they held a 20 rebound advantage. Well, you only had a five rebound advantage against Northwestern. You didn't shoot well in the second half. Plus you had turnovers. That is going to lead to a defeat um at some point you were just hoping the clock would run out yeah that was going to be Purdue's best chance to win that game on uh Sunday Zach Eady who is usually a pretty uh steady guy seemed quite disgusted after the game I would imagine that part of that was uh that he felt like he had too many turnovers part of it was that that Purdue lost Part of it probably is, too, that he feels like he's uh, getting the hell beat out of him down there in the lane. Do you think there was any one thing above the other that had him more irritated after the loss? I think uh, the combination of, <laughs> of it all. Um, and, you know, it, the thing about Zach, and everybody knows this, he hasn't played basketball for a long time, you know, six years. It's a six-year playing basketball. So all this is, is kind of new to him. You know, if he had played basketball for 10 years and he's got pushed around a lot, some of that you can you kind of absorb and you, you understand that's part of the game. But he's still kind of new to that, uh, doesn't understand a lot that you, you are going to get pushed and you are going to there's going to be physical play that the that the officials are not going to call. It, it's just kind of the price of, of sports. Um, so. You know what? What does he do from here? Uh, in that in that standpoint, you know he's got to adjust better. 
he's got to, you know, he's got to be more aware of the double teams where they're coming from. And if they're taking away an avenue for him to, to throw the ball, then he's got, you know, then he's got to adjust to that. Um, so yeah, the press, the turnovers were frustrating to him. The, 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 the lack of calls on physical play was probably frustrating to him. And just the fact that Purdue led a game that it should have won, get away from them kind of adds to it as, as well. Purdue's two freshmen in the backcourt, uh, Braden Smith and, and Fletcher Lawyer, have for the most part this season played more like juniors. Uh, they maybe looked a little bit like first-year guys. However, on Sunday, we've watched enough basketball, Carm, to, to see freshmen sort of um, run out of gas as, as seasons go on. And, I, and it was a concern for me, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago. How how long would these guys be able to hold it together? Is the the you know the seasons is a, is a long one? Is that a concern about uh, Lawyer and, and Smith as this year goes on that uh, the legs start to go away a little bit? Uh, no, I'm going to tell you why. Um, yeah, they didn't shoot the ball well in Indiana. They were combined five of twenty, but against Iowa, what they do. They came out guns a-blazing in the first half, set the tone, got things going. Now, they didn't shoot the ball well yesterday. They were 2 of 13. Yeah. So 7 of 33 in their last two games combined. They need to shoot the ball better. I, I don't think I, – I, I don't – you know, if, if they had not done very well at Iowa, if you had maybe thought that they were dragging a little bit at Iowa, then I would, I would buy into that. But I'm not going to buy into that right now. I, I just – they've had two off-shooting nights that they haven't had a lot of off-shooting nights. And it just – it reemphasizes the point that even though Purdue was number one in the country, even though Purdue is leading the Big Ten by three games, and even though it appears Purdue is really a solid team and going to you know beat, beat a lot of teams here down the stretch, it still has a very small margin for error. Yeah, and when your backcourt goes two for thirteen, you're probably not going to win a lot of games doing that. And this is not the point to finger at those two, but it also shows how much that this team relies on them to to get a win. So they they've got to be better. You know, lawyer was in some foul trouble in the first half, didn't play a lot, and just never really got going. Uh, you know, Braden I think got caught in the air a few times and you know he needs to you know play under more control i mean you know against iowa when he was doing some of this stuff it looked good it was great you know the magic man dribbling the ball was was fine but <laughs> there has to be a consistent level of yeah. of performance there and you gotta you have to realize when you can do what you can't do too much when you don't need to do too much and the those two are, are a big reason why Purdue's where it's at. Those two will be a big reason how far Purdue goes. Um, but I, I don't think they're, I don't think they've hit that wall. I don't think they're going to hit that wall. If they were going to hit that wall. I think it would have come earlier in the year. They just, they're, they're better shooters than what they've shown uh, in the last two losses. It, but I think it reemphasizes the point, just how much Purdue needs them to produce to get wins in the big 10. And you can be the magic man in the half court when the team you are playing doesn't play any defense in the half court. <laughs> That's a little bit different. It's true, it's true but you know he he was he was a one man press break 
against yeah. Iowa for a lot of that. Uh, and, I, and I thought, you know, they rebounded well after the, you know, the, or those two really bounced back after the Indiana game. And, you know, you, you expected them to continue that. But as I said, I think lawyers foul trouble kind of took him out of rhythm a little bit. You know, Braden just got caught in some bad situations. Uh, but, you know, they still need them. And they're going to need them to, to, to win the Big Ten, do well in the Big Ten tournament, and also advance through the NCAAs. You mentioned Purdue having a narrow a narrow margin, and I agree with you. There's probably not a team in the top ten in the country that you couldn't say something similar about, right? I mean, especially in, in big games on the road. It's it's not as if any of those teams – it doesn't feel like, at least. Um, There's no dominant team in college yeah. basketball. And, you know, when you're number one, everyone thinks you're a dominant team. Well, Purdue, is a, Purdue has had a really good year. You know, when you, you know, minus Sunday a little bit, the last three minutes. But they're still not heads and shoulders above everybody chasing them. And that goes in the big time. Yeah. And that certainly goes nationally. Um, so, yeah, they've, they've got to play. I, I think they need to get back to, and I, I, I saw this earlier in the year in Oregon and some other games. They were playing in those games like every single possession mattered. Yeah. And that's how they were able to beat Duke and Gonzaga and, you know, get by West Virginia. And then you go through the Big Ten season where they were able to, you know, they just felt like they were playing every possession matters. I, I think they've gotten away from that a little bit. Um, I don't think it's anything intentional. It's just, it just reemphasizes that point that every single possession matters. I mean, you know, you go back to the first possession of the second half where they, they get a phantom shot clock violation. It, it you know, wasn't Purdue's fault. They shouldn't. That shouldn't have been what happened, but it did. So you lose a chance to score in that in that situation, and then you have a ten second violation. Yeah. Uh, all those things add up. But you know, I think they just need to get back to understanding that every single possession matters, and what you do with that possession is going to have um, an effect on the game. And if they get back to that, I think they'll be they'll be fine. And then maybe you can avoid some of these turnovers and some of these mistakes that are happening, um, like like we've seen the last three games. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk Maryland and the Big Ten race. That's next. This is Golden Black Radio. At Purdue Federal Credit Union, it's about a relationship. A relationship that goes where you go, wherever you are in life. A relationship that's committed to free financial wellness resources, lower fees, and innovative digital banking solutions. Because we believe in people helping people. Let's build your financial future together. Purdue Federal Credit Union, your trusted financial partner for life. Federally insured by NCUA. Designing and building since 1968, TNW has changed the way people think about construction. TNW's three-stage approach to designing and building is unmatched throughout the construction industry. Learn more about TNW's people, passion, and projects at TWDesignBuild.com. Experience unparalleled comfort, service, and cuisine at the Whitaker Inn. This Midwestern oasis is perfect for a relaxing staycation or weekend getaway. Escape from the ordinary at the Whitaker Inn. All right, Carm, Purdue takes on uh, Maryland on Thursday. When Purdue hit the halfway point of the Big Ten, I thought it would probably lose two games on the road in the second half of the year. I thought those would be Indiana and Maryland. 
Uh, now Purdue has lost at Northwestern. Man, it, it does feel like it makes this game in what will be a hostile environment against a team that I think in the Terps felt like it had a real chance to come back and, and beat Purdue in Mackey Arena. It'll make this one a, a, a really difficult one and a really big one on Thursday night. Yeah, it is because uh, Purdue loses this one, then things get really tight in the Big Ten race. And whatever margin for error you had is almost gone because you still got Indiana at home. Now they finish with most of their games at home after Thursday. Yeah. But as we've seen, that's not a guarantee. Um, so, yeah, this is, uh, you know, this is one that I thought that after seeing Maryland and Macarena and seeing what Maryland has done at home, they're undefeated at home in Big Ten games, then, you know, I thought this was a game maybe they, they would slip up at. But now you, you, you've got to really buckle in and lock in for this game because you know what Maryland's going to bring. You know what they're going to uh, come, come at you with. And you, you've got – they've just got to be able to handle it. You know, you, you've got to play probably your best game of the year, uh, and that means keeping your turnovers down uh, and, and shooting well and then being locked in defensively. Uh, I mean, this has to be the ultimate bounce-back game where Purdue goes out and just kind of takes it from Maryland for them to, to get out of there with the win. Now, at the end of the day, you got to win. It doesn't matter how, how you do it, but you, <laughs> you got to win. And, I, you know, it would be a bit of a – if they can somehow win that game, that would be a bit of a statement game, in my yeah. opinion, based on kind of where they're at. But, um, it, yeah, it's, it's shaping up as a huge – because Maryland can finish in the top four in the mm -hmm. big time. And that's what all these teams below Purdue are fighting for. They're trying to get that double buy to give them a, a better chance in the Big Ten tournament, but also enhance their NCAA seeding. Uh, so you've got a lot of desperate teams that Purdue's going to face, and I think now Purdue needs to play with that same desperation. And yeah. don't play like you got a three-game lead in the Big Ten. Play like you're behind three games and you got to win every game uh, to, to get – to get to the top. Yeah, it feels like a game a little bit that if, if Purdue is able to win, then it will prove that the Boilermakers are who we thought they were. Now, if they lose, I'm not sure that it proves that they're not. Uh, but certainly going there in that environment uh, in a game that, that you know, for the reasons you outlined, Maryland feels like it needs to win would be uh, big for Purdue. It does tighten up uh, with the loss on Sunday. Purdue up two games with five to play. If there's one team out there you feel like that is still sort of a threat maybe to tie Purdue for the Big Ten or if things really go sideways and the Boilermakers you know, overcome them, I guess it's Indiana, right? I mean, the Hoosiers are A, playing well, but also now have another game against Purdue here down the stretch. Yeah, I, I, I thought a couple weeks ago Indiana was the only team that could catch Purdue because they played them twice. Yeah, They would they would need to beat them twice, but also get some help with Purdue losing. Now they, they've, they've beaten them once. Now they've gotten a little bit of help from Northwestern. Uh, they might get more help against Maryland, but Indiana still has to take care of its own business. You know, yeah. you know they won by one point at Michigan. They've got Northwestern on Wednesday. They've got Illinois this weekend. So whoever is going to catch Purdue and try to tie them or maybe overtake them basically has to win out. 
in my opinion. Um, and Indiana is capable of doing that the way they're playing. Um, Northwestern's got too tough of a schedule, I think, to, to do that. Um, but I, I still think Purdue's going to win this league by multiple games. It may not be the way that we thought it was going to happen a week ago, but I mm-hmm. think they'll, they'll still get there. Uh, but it may not be may not be the blazing glory that we thought it was going to end. Uh, yeah. But again, every every time you play, your the narrative changes a little bit. You know, right now, coming off the Northwestern loss, the narrative is not great about Purdue. But you go into Maryland and win, and then then you have a completely different outlook about this team and kind of where they're at. And this, you know, this game could springboard them into what what happens in the postseason. You know, I don't think a loss takes them out of anything. Uh, it just makes it tighter. And maybe, you know, maybe they need that to get a, be- a, you know, a better sense of urgency just to understand that taking care of the ball and doing those simple things are, are going to play a big role in, in, in whether you win or lose here over the next couple of weeks. No doubt. Uh, and, and as you said, the narrative changes. Purdue wins on Thursday, comes home and wins against Ohio State over the weekend. We're having an entirely different conversation a week from, from now. Um, but we'll see. That's why they play the games. Hey, thanks, Carl. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. That'll do it for our podcast for this week. A thanks to our sponsors. As always, if you do like the podcast, please rate us five stars on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a comment as well. All right, that'll do it for our show. For for Mike Carmen, I'm Kyle Charters. Thanks for listening. This is Golden Black Radio. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.